Morning and welcome to the Joust. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I know it's strange, isn't it? Daylight Bizarre. hours. Liam, how are you today? Oh, Nagy, I'm just absolutely barnstorming. <clears throat> I'm feeling remarkable. I've never been this good in my life. I know, and I also had that same uh, feeling, but also I gave it a good old nudge last night after the night's Nagy, win. Yes. So I don't think Nagy slept yet. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. I feel like a bag of sand. Yes. <laughs> just yes, more so than usual. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've got one hanging on each eye. <laughs> But uh, Liam, do you have the sponsors for this week? I do. Sponsors for this week are Cappadocia. Now we can reveal official kebab supplier to the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 226 bus, one yep. of the most reliable bus routes in the city, will get you anywhere. Also the longest, I believe. Yeah, no, it will get you anywhere, but it takes about two hours. Yeah. And the time that the Newcastle Knights in the year 2017 won three games in a row. Can you believe it? I didn't think I we'd be talking about this. I couldn't believe it, but they're our sponsor for the week. It's absolutely tremendous. It's nice that they've come on board. Good, good, good. About time. The boys have come around. Should we do first sips? Now, Rossi oh, obviously didn't make, the, uh, didn't make the game due to his injury, but he was there in spirit. As much as, as a, I was really happy that they won, I think that um, Rossi would have been doing the same thing that I was doing. He would and have been the happiest. That, because, um, you know, we watched it at the stag, and that was, it was electric there. But let's do first sips quickly. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I forgot my drink this morning. On you, Rossi. Come back soon, but not too soon. Yes, but no. soon. But yeah, but probably next soon. season. He broke his back at the end. Yeah, no, yeah. not too soon. <laughs> now, as is tradition, ladies and gentlemen, we'd ask you to please be upstanding for the national anthem of Australia. Oh, apologies for that, uh, guys. Our producer, Elliot, studying uh, for an internship at the Australia Zoo. It's, he had a gig at Taronga, but uh, yeah, he got, got sort of banned. It was, it was didn't more, work out. He thought it was a heavy petting zoo. No? Yeah, he was asked to resign. Yeah, no, asking uh, not too many uncertain words. <laughs> but Nagy, speaking of resigning, let's forget all we know about resigning and talk about wonderful things. Yes. Well, isn't it wonderful? Uh, it's a I, delight. Does anyone know if any users actually, any listeners can call in and tell us, when was the last time the Knights won three in a row? I can tell you that, actually. Nagy can tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was We've got Nagy on the line here. He's <laughs> going to tell us the last time the Knights won three in a row. Go ahead, Nagy. 2015, the first uh, three rounds we won. We won, actually, the first four rounds. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and then we that hit a 10-game losing. That held such promise. Yeah, yeah. That was like um, when we everyone was talking about, like, oh, this is different, the Knights are going to win. And we didn't. We shouldn't have won. And I remember there was a guy at the, um, the place I used to work at, and he was like, nah, Newcastle won't win any more games. And I got into this, like... He was a Roosters supporter. And I got this, sort of like, not heated argument, but I was like, how can you say that? I've just won four in a row. Give them some credit. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're, yeah, and literally they didn't win again until, like, round, <laughs> round 16. So like, what you're saying that, is that 2017 is the reverse 2015. Uh, taken 2015 and completely flipped it. Flipped it, it yeah. I'd say that's, that's almost correct. Yeah, well, we ended up winning eight games that year. Yeah, Se- Wasn't it seven and we still got the spoon? 
Eight. We finished eight. on 20 points. Same oh, wow. as we did in 2005. Isn't that wild? Yeah, which is... I also love how West has now been regaled to a place I used to work. Nagy, you were the heart and soul of that I place. know, I know. It's I don't not know. just a place you used to work. It's a shell now, and so am I. If <laughs> 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 you uh, be fair, you were too when you worked there. That's true. I wasn't... Yeah. I'm not a healthy boy. No. Um... Sorry, second, second sips. sips. <laughs> that's how that's how jubilated. There'll be lots of sips today. There'll be plenty. Lots of it. Now, Liam, we watched the game together at the Stag. Oh. Now, it wasn't just a great atmosphere too. It was nice to see a pub full of Novocastrians really um, pushing for like excited. Yeah, there was excited. lots of yelling, lots of yahooing, hoo hawing. There, there was profanities, but it was it was sort of uh, good natured good natured profanities. Not some you'd hear, you know, in the car park for church, but it would be it would be some that would be too far astray from that. Maybe like maybe a playground, maybe at the neighbourhood centre or something. Yeah, like that. the yeah. neighbourhood. I don't know what playground sound like, as uh, listeners would know. Nagy and I are both uh, legally not allowed within a hundred metres of playgrounds. No, yeah, not since that day. The incident. <laughs> the incident. But who have you got for your hats off, Nagy? Hats off this week. Everyone has to go to Brocky Lamb. And why? Because he played amazing, didn't he? He was he he like we always talk about. We spoke for so long. Uh, leading up, saying like he's developing into this player, he's devel- and we had these moments of, of brilliance, but he I, he looked like he went out there with a mandate to take the line on last night because he did it two or three times and look it came off. There were the one his try that he scored. There wasn't another player within about twenty meters of him, and he didn't even really dummy, but he just went like you know it was Joey esque. It was wasn't it close the line and just- it's it's following up from that uh, pass. The enormous cut pass he threw for Mitch Barnett to put Barnett in the hole in the previous game. Well, yeah, yeah. He's starting to show these Joey moments. They and I w- think I'm going to do a, a thing about that. Is J- Brock Lamb's Joey moments? Joey moments, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's look. It was definitely uh, I, I can't go past Brock. It was I thought like especially some of his kicks he put in. He just like controlled when he wanted to control it. But uh, he had this sort of attacking. I don't know flamboyancy if you it will. was brilliant i feel like yeah the uh, the combination with trent's really starting to show it's taking the weight off the shoulders of brock a bit trent's short kicking game was good um but uh i'll i'll, I'll let you get what, what's your hats off this week oh i gotta go with gags it's amazing dan gagai is finally bringing that origin form back i mean he ran for 224 meters he busted 11 tackles yeah that's, that's ridiculous. He, he was, was slippery he was untackleable he was one line break two line break assist three try assists i mean this is it, we should have, you know, signed his contract for the Rabbitohs the day he got here. Yeah. And said, look, you got three years here, but you signed for the Rabbitohs next. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Play out and of He would skin. have played out of his skin. It's a shame that he had to wait till uh, the second half of the season after signing to play phenomenally. Yeah. He was incredible at fullback. It's, yeah, well, there were some defensive things that I thought, like, you know, he got shown up by, by uh, Michael Jennings, but that's Michael Jennings. He's, yes. He's a superstar. He would show most people up in yeah. that situation. Um, and, I don't know, like, positionally, fullback, he just... But look, we, we we played really well. We played really mm. well at the back. I thought Kenny Seo had a really good game too. He did. He really bounced back. Yeah. That was against his old club. Yeah. And he playing like just finishing well. There was a, a bit of a, a chat about Ken Seo that he this year, like he came in with some expectation of um, playing, you know, pretty well for Parramatta and then in Super League he had quite a rep as well. But he didn't like he never does this is probably being a little bit harsh after a win, but like this is <laughs> This is like he doesn't do anything particularly well. A win where he did a number of things particularly well. He did he, like he finished really well, but before like he he before the last night he'd only scored four tries for the season. For, yeah, he doesn't for, have those big superstar plays. Well, he hasn't been, he hasn't been like a fantastic finisher. He's not a fantastic ball runner. He's not a fantastic uh, like 
those things that you uh, have of other wingers, like your, your modern day winger, your modern day winger. However, those are a, all things he did well in spades last night. Yeah, he, like yeah, it's it's straight. Like he came, he played. It was good. It was good to see. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, I need another sip of tea. He's a thirsty man. I am. I am. He kind of looks like he's made of sand. Like <laughs> he was a bag of sand. Now the bag's been removed. He's a pile of sand. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just leaking out slowly, <laughs> slowly trickling out each orifice. <laughs> but also for me, the Bureau Levi combination again. Yeah, it oh. showed its dividends. It was phenomenal. It reminds me. I'm not sure if, if Nathan Brown was uh, coach of St George at the time, but it reminds me of the Michael Annis Dean Young rotation. It sounds like around Brownie's time because you got. Um, you had Dean Young starting at hooker, 80-minute player, uh, and then he would go to the back row. You'd bring a prop off and put on Michael Ennis. And I remember, like, it's a, it's a fairly simple sort of thing, but you keep your the guy that started hooker on the field as a, as a running forward, and, you know, you bring a fresh hooker on after 20 minutes and, you know, work that around the ruck. It was, at the time, everyone lost their mind. They're it's like, groundbreaking. They're like, what are they doing? You know, we had 12 interchanges back then too. And they were like, what is this? They're is using this it legal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be an investigation yeah. into this. It was, um, but it was crazy. But at the same time, um, yeah, it just, uh, that's why I think Brandon was still coached at that point. I think, it, yeah, that sounds about right. It's, um, it was, it was just something that was a bit different. And that's what Brandy seems to be doing again, which is now more common practice with, you know, starting Bureau, keeping him on, bringing Levi on, you know, and then rotating from there. But yeah. it, it just seems like Bureau is better out, out of the gates, um, just oh, absolutely. Just delivers a bit of control to start with. Gets a nice, settled platform, which really showed. I mean, the first opening 20 minutes were blistering. The nights were amazing. I think what was it? Are. Of 20 minutes, was it 74% we had, I think, Nagy? We looked at the television and yelled. I kept, um, yeah, 74% possession mm. in the first 10 minutes. It was, uh, and I'm still, like, so shell-shocked. Um, just from, like, traumatised, if you were, from nights, losses and, like, near chances and things. Because every time they made a break last night, and there was a few times we had a break, or like we looked like we were going to go go over, but I just every time they passed the ball, I just kept yelling out, "Hold it!" Like, <laughs> he I'm, did actually. I'm terrible. Yeah, I can confirm that. I <laughs> hold it! Actually... Just hold it! Yeah. Don't pass it. It was like he was watching his baby get tossed around <laughs> on the field. It was uh, it was concerning. Sometimes I feel that way. Well, uh, see, I was having uh, similar type flashbacks and you know, nervous moments during the second 20 minutes of the first half because it seemed like the wheels fell off a bit. Yeah, look, they... And in Classic Knights fashion, we got our 39th minute try scored again. I'd love to see the stats for how many tries we've had scored against in the 39th minute. We would be leading the comp by belting the rest of the the, comp. If games were 38 minutes long, we'd have the best for and against in the comp. You know, like it was... (laughs) But... um, but they, unfortunately, they're not. And, no. and and it looks like that uh, Todd Greenberg hasn't read any of my letters. To no, re- he hasn't. To reduce the game. I've tried reading the letters. Yeah, they're illegible. <laughs> <laughs> He's Just, tried too, probably. I've written, written them in mainly blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, please, 38. But yeah, it seemed like that, I don't know, that second 20, the wheels came off and threatened to fall apart. But yeah. then, you know, the second half just... Was phenomenal. It was yeah, just look, wonderful. And well, like I got to say, like there was a few calls. If I was a Parramatta fan, I wouldn't have been happy watching that game. Um, like we, we look. It's an. I'm the first to say that I'm ecstatic that the Knights won. It was a 19 point victory. It was comprehensive. You couldn't have like in the Eels 14 errors. I think the Eels had. Yep. Yep. But 15. There was at least two calls when it was still tight. Oh, Nagy, I that agree with way. you. I know, um, and again, I've yeah, we've gone through our share of bad calls gone against us this year. Yeah. But yeah, a number of those calls, especially the Ken Seo offload off the ground, which yeah. Brock Lamb scored on the next set. Uh, boss Tony Archer came out today and said, yes, that was the incorrect call. Mm. Uh, the play was held 
he should have uh, he was play the ball. He was so held. <laughs> like, so <laughs> very, very. He held. kept he kept his arm off, which is fine. But like he was, he had every other part of his body well, that's, on that, the ground. That's how I tried to justify it live play and then as soon as the first replay rolled around I was like oh he's uh, the, the arm with the balls off the ground yeah. first replay like, oh no that's definitely not play on that's definitely so yeah. that was an error but if we'd scored directly off that play I'd have you know understand the gripes more but you know it was a penalty it was an exit when Brock Lamb scored yeah. Parramatta didn't rally and look, the, so that's their own fault. They got, not the referees. And they got beaten up the middle by uh, a twenty-year-old half. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. it, that's their fault. Off the you know back I mean? of two twenty-year-old props. I mean, Safidi and King were tremendous. The Weren't they just starting props? Both ran for over a hundred meters. Just that hard work up the guts that got that platform for Brock Land to be able to do that. It was tremendous. I tell you what, Josh King, for a guy that's not a typically big prop, and especially looking at Jacob Safedi, Jacob like Jacob and and, and Safedi probably have about 15 to 20 kilos on him. Um, and, but Josh King, man, he can put a hit on. And he's got this... Like, he used to drop a lot of ball last year. And I think plays... Because he, he finds his... You know, he finds... Um, gets on his belly very quickly and plays that ball. Like, you know, it's it, he finds the guts, I think they say, in the footy yeah, circles. Yeah, they do. Um, and, but he, he managed to do it. And he was dropping a lot of ball last year. But this year, I don't know. He's, he's cut his errors right down. He's worked on his hands. He's worked, But, like, he's starting, you know, he's starting in... in in the place of Josh Starling, but and like, but he's looking everything we wanted Josh Starling to be. Yeah, he's turning into a hell of a good prop. Just a good meter eater, hard worker. I think he made thirty odd tackles. Yeah, but one hundred and twenty meters last night, yeah. something like that. And this guy, he's only a pup, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, he's developing really nice. I remember it was the good, you know, the good uh, luck story when Josh King came was picked out of one of the Newcastle club sides. Where was he was it? from? Do you remember? No. Well, I remember he was working in the mines. He only got he's a full time contract mines, yeah. last year. Yeah, before that he would he was only on a part time contract. I feel like he'd been playing for Lakes or someone. Yeah, probably one like of the, those teams. But yeah, we would have been playing for someone leading up to it. But he, yeah, but it was it's good to see. Good now to see. Now the send off, Naggy. The, oh, the bin. The, the bin. What do you think about that? Because there's been huge discussions recently about the binnings. Who who do you bin? When do you bin? Why do you bin? Yeah, that's a key example. I think of yeah, you got to bin there. It's a professional foul right on the line. Yeah, you have to bin have for that. You have to bin them. Like someone had to go for that. Uh, and he was the only one that really did anything <laughs> that warranted a binning. However, I think they should be binning more. I've said this oh, before. Like, absolutely. I think I think high tackles should be binned. Like if you're any high tackle nag. No, no, no. But if it's like a, a reckless, if it's a reckless ah. thing, if you say like he's going to look at more than two weeks on the sideline for that, um, bin him. You know what I mean? Like he shouldn't be should allowed. Should they bring back the five minute bin, perhaps? Well, I've, been, I've thought about this in the past. That I oh, did we? Fan. Yeah. Well, oh. I think. <laughs> Mine like a sieve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, just give them five. But one of those broken <clears throat> sieves where the sieve part's fallen out, it's just a metal ring. You you remember when you've been like hit in the head? No. Actually, yeah, sorry, you don't. <laughs> H- hence the Clearly sieve Clearly, I don't mind. remember that. Um, but like, if, you know, you're not the same for the rest of the game. The rest of your life. No, um, yeah, no. But like, the rest of my days. If you get hit really hard in the head, it, it, like, it affects the player that got hit like terribly but then the player that did the hitting gets to stay on until his day in court I tell you, you the strangest concussion I ever had was playing at uh, Walters Park against Bullaroo is this the time you shit yourself no no no, no that was different I didn't actually get a head knock there it was just just crap <laughs> um, yeah I was playing against Lake Macquarie I got hit in the head I had the uh, the familiar blinding flash of white that all our concussion regulars will know about did you get deja vu hit the deck always deja vu every time very yeah. strong deja vu and then I got up and everything was green. It was as though someone had put green cellophane over my eyes. And I remember looking down at my jersey. Of course, the Wanderers, we play in blue. And I looked down at my jersey and said, oh, I 
bit dirty. My jersey's all green. But then I said, oh, well, so are my arms. And so is that man over there. And <laughs> so is the sky. Everything think, was green. You think this is becoming more than a coincidence now? It was <laughs> becoming more than a coincidence. And I, I trotted off the field. And uh, it didn't go back. Actually, I think I went back on that day. It's like, you're like a television that, that you've day. banged. Like you remember yeah, the old like the yeah. old like box TVs <laughs> that if you're banging, you yeah, might... had a quick knock and the colours were slightly off, but it's slightly off. It was but still, still sort of working. Still working. And you could uh, you could sort of you know still make out what's going on, but yeah. it's just it's a bit upsetting. Oh, but... Speaking of head injuries, how about Lockie Fitz covered in claret? Wasn't that good? It's to good see. to see. Good to see. Good to it? see. Just get strapped up because he had a great game out there on the fringes. He was really he's good. Really he, running try. hard there at Brad Tekarangi. Five tries this year. Yeah, five tries. It's it's and like you know we got to resign him. Hopefully, well we that's do. the latest talk out of the club. Knights want to give him another twelve months. Or oh, should we save this for the pointy and nagging? Yeah, we'll we talk about the game. Save for the pointy. Let's save keep talking about the game. Now there wasn't. I still don't think it was an eighty percent. Uh, minute, eighty minute. What? Hang on, I still don't Start think it again. was. An, sorry, <laughs> I still don't think it was an eighty minute, minute performance performance from it, the Knights. Yeah, Just but, with that little, you know, twenty minutes for half time. Mm. Luckily, we you know played well enough in the second half that it didn't matter that we dropped the ball for twenty minutes or so. But yeah. still, you, you can you can tell. Like I, I commented these to you last night that you could tell that we're a team that really respects the win almost too much because we don't we had them on the back foot and we, there was times that we could have put a really aggressive play in but we still chose to to work it down and work the clock down and I think we could have potentially put another two tries on mm. um, oh agreed striking on the irons hot sort of thing but that's just we've been outdone by that like you sorry um, undone by that so often that now we're Sort of like, you know, a dog that's been kicked too many times. And now when you go to pat it, it's sort of like... Oh. like, you, know, like you sold that dog, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you got rid of him. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was hard to find an owner. Uh, for one so severely. No. Cowering at the... Cowering at the side of my the shoe. The side of any human. No, come on. Now, now, now. But yeah, no, there was... And I mean, the penalty count, I think we've discussed, you know, from our end. We what thought was it? Parramatta I, were pretty hard done by. Penalty count ended up 7-5. And the funny thing was, I went... Not, it feels like it was. I went all... onto the forums after the game, did some internet sleuthing. Yeah. And uh, what I was getting from uh, people watching the game at home was that they were feeling like the Knights were being hard done by, whereas we at the pub yeah. felt like Parramatta were being hard done by. It was a very confusing situ. It, it was. It was, it was interesting. It was very strange. Uh, like I definitely felt the Knights got the rub of the green last oh, night. Oh, definitely. We got all the 50-50s, which is rare. That's never happened before. It's never happened. and it's... It was great. I kind of get it. Where other teams are like, you know, if you lose via a few maybe contentious decisions, as mm. the Knights have done a few times this year, you get so angry and the other team's just like, oh, well, we won. And they shrug it off. I never understood that. But now I get it. I'm like, oh, a few calls went against them and made it harder for them. Oh, well, we won. Doesn't matter. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> as I've said, Suck it, Eels fans. As, as I've been saying it last three weeks, we need these wins much more than they do. Absolutely. Like, even more than the Dragons who are fighting for an A-spot. Oh, doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. You've, you've had a sem- somewhat... You know, happy season. We have not. We have not. No. We've we've walked through the desert and we can see some water, but it might be a mirage. It could we, be, but we don't care because it was false but hope. We're going <laughs> to suck it down anyway. We'll still there were still a few errors in our game. Fifteen eleven was the error count. Parramatta to Newcastle. It wasn't the prettiest game of football. There was a kind of a period there around thirty minutes where it just felt it was like lots of drop ball, drop, then hand over drop, hand over drop, couple of scrums. It's a bit of a messy game. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, but. Just brilliant to watch. I mean, three in a row, Nagy. Can you believe it? I can't. No, I can't. Pinch either. me, Nagy. Pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. We'll, we'll we'll be right back for the pointy end. We'll discuss everything else oh. happening in uh, rugby league at the moment. But uh, thanks for joining us for the first episode in the second half.
Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Uh, now, Liam, I was just discussing with you something that happened last night. Yes, uh, Nagy, you were, and I think the listeners deserve to hear this story. The city of Newcastle deserves to hear this wonderful story. It's amazing what um, what sort of energy uh, a win will bring uh, to the town, and it's diff- this is why we're different to you know so so many other. Sorry, different, Nagy. I think you mean better than. Better than, yeah, yeah, uh, much better than. Um, but it's. What happened last night? We were uh, at or on Hamilton, on Hamilton, on Beaumont Street. <laughs> we were on Hamilton, actually. Yeah, he was actually on the <laughs> on the ground, laying upon Hamilton. Laying upon Hamilton. Um, excuse me. They were at uh, the kebab shop, and now Oasis has been famously um, closed early. Yes. So you can imagine Cappadocia, which was decided as uh, from our perspective as Newcastle's favourite kebab shop for which the- I believe was decided upon by a few Knights players last night as well Nag yes yeah no, I did see a few of the boys there uh, and very good that they uh, accommodated <laughs> to speak to me uh, in the state that I was in um, however now there was a group of about I'm going to say between 40 and 50 <laughs> people standing at the front of uh, like Oasis little area there towards the road and someone had like a set of speakers and just because just the pubs all shut at three doesn't mean that the party has to finish because they they just had music playing and then people were just dancing. Now and you in think the street in the street in the street literally dancing like oh, that like that famous song with yes. David Bowens uh, <laughs> and Michael Jagger uh, the um and you think well what's this got to do with Newcastle they could have been dancing for a whole lot of reasons the police arrived in uh, and stood around them and was pretty much like come oh on guys you can't just be like dancing in the street with music playing it's you know it's nazis coming <laughs> and um and the way the the these sort of young sort of mostly teenagers looked like to combat the police was just to start a Newcastle chant that famous Newcastle f- chant that we all know and love Newcastle and like as soon as like one person like made the move to start doing it and it was either a rule make or break moment for him but he he was so committed <laughs> that everyone the rest in, just jumped in everyone um, just started doing it and it was it was crazy that um, and also it left the police nothing because they weren't being violent or erratic they were just being a little bit noisy passionate just but passionate, passionate about their town and, the, and like is that a crime the, lock the, me up if that's a crime <laughs> being passionate about your city put me away for life I'm in the next cell next to bloody what was his name from, uh, no. No, no, the, uh, Martin <laughs> Bryant yeah. Oh Jesus! Put me in the next cell next to Martin because I'm guilty of loving this town. Yeah, but now huge pointy end, Naggy. Yeah. Now we would be <laughs> remiss, Naggy. We would be absolutely remiss if we didn't do a quick throwback, Naggy, mm. to 2001, well, the it, last time these two teams played at ANZ, at ANZ Stadium, Stadium, and it was a famous win for the Knights. Unbelievable, famous win, 2001 <sighs> Grand Final. You've got two tries to club legend Bill Peden. You've got tries to Simpson, Kennedy, mm. Tahu. Great Newcastle names. Clive Churchill medal, Andrew Johns. Naggy, 2001. Yeah, where were you, Liam? I was, I was uh, <laughs> at a sleepover party that night, being a, <laughs> being a lad of just 12 years old. I was asleep over at uh, my friend Byron Tolley's house. and I remember He, he sounds I, made up, but anyway, continue. <laughs> no, he does sound made up, but absolutely real. My first first Lane Owen Woodley fan, friend. Oh, right. really? quite Lane Owen Woodley off the, off the bat. We were 12 years old. I've scary. never seen it. <laughs> no, I didn't think so, Naggy, but... But um, we watched the first half, I remember, and the Knights were ahead so convincingly at half time. Yeah, 24 actually, points, wasn't it? It was 24 points. They were up. So we went outside, started mucking around on the trampoline and kind of came in with five to go and were very nervous and excited. It's funny when you look at the score because it was 30-24. Yeah. But the Knights were had all the points for all the game and then Parramatta managed to get 
I think, oh, four tries in the last 15 minutes or something like that. And that was, you got to remember, the Parramatta team of 2001, they were, I think, still to date, the most... Successful side. Yeah. Dominant attacking side in NRL history or something ridiculous. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Liam, but also they might have threatened that same record in 2005 for how dominant they were uh, finishing well top of the table uh, and only to be beaten out by the Cowboys in a 29 nil mm. win, um, which... which so those 29s. Parramatta don't like 29. They don't. They it's don't. Like Actually, interesting point as well. Now, this is only a little brief point, but I think Mark Gazney gets a bit of stick for his uh, commentary. He's not very good. No. He's pretty bad. But Gaz, through the week, came out against all odds, said, look, Knights are going to win. Kenny Sia is going to score a double. What? Gazney has said that. He's obviously some sort of time traveller. He's Nostradamus. <laughs> How did he manage to... I don't know. That's insane. That would have been paying about 150 bucks at the TAB. That's a, that's a remarkable call. Like, not just for the Knights, we'd be like, yeah, like, but he's on television. Like, obviously, mm. people are listening to what he's saying, and he can't just speak like rubbish. And he doesn't want to be the guy who'd be like, Knights going to win, and then they get thrashed by 30, and then it's like... Oh, sorry, I you know, don't know. Like, he, what he says affects people's lives. and But to say that Ken Sia will get a double... Yeah. That's insanity. It's, isn't it? Ken isn't it? Don't, but he was right. He was right. Hey, sh- Ken Sia had only scored four tries before yeah. last night. That's insane. Isn't it wild? But also, if um, any of our listeners who had money on the Knights to win... You're in now. Can you pick us up in your Ferraris next week? <laughs> TB's broke. The- Thir- yeah, 13 plus, I think, was paying about $11. $11. Six bucks just to win. Six bucks for the win. But, uh, oh, now. Now, Naggy. Yeah. Huge to cover. Bit of a humor in the pointy end this week. I've like, decided to lighten the mood a bit. Um, yeah. I was getting messages throughout the night, as we do, uh, regarding the game, and thought I'd bring up some humorous misspellings of uh, player names I've brought. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to leave these up to you to... Up to you listeners to deduce who we're talking about, because there were some humorous ones. Uh, got a message from the boss, said, up you nights, Jenny Edwards is a dog. Jenny Edwards. And I said, look, I don't know about Kenny, but leave his mother out of it. <laughs> he, he performs, you know, some rude things, but his mother's probably lovely. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Edwards. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke Lamb apparently was a Brooke. standout. I think Brooke was on the sideline cheerleading. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Tiffany Hodkinson. I don't know how that one worked, but the autocorrect was uh, going overtime last night. Wasn't it just? It was wild. It was very funny. All women, too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, maybe points to the uh, future success of the women's NRL comp. Hopefully so. That's it. The uh, the Apple iPhones are preparing us. <laughs> yeah. But on to more serious matters, the point here. Now, Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Yep. Been playing absolutely wonderfully. Wow. Absolutely one of the most improved players in this squad of uh, a squad of very much improving players. Yeah. Now the Knights want to sign him for twelve more months. Now he's holding out. He wants a few years. Mm. I think he deserves a few years. Absolutely. Yeah. I think to give him twelve months would uh, probably not recognise how much work he's put in, how much he's improved, and how much he still how much improvement he still has in him. Well, there's a lot of what Lockie Fitzgibbon is sort of epitomises this Knights side because he came into it at the start of struggle. Early pick because we had really no one else. Probably put in first grade far too early. Didn't have that same sort of um, nurturing of you know uh, of talent to you know throw it right in the deep end, playing against some he of the. Didn't ba- have the coddling. He was so straight the to the yeah. school of hard knocks. Yeah, and he looked at like the first two seasons. He's been picked. He's played played first grade in the last two seasons, uh, fifteen sixteen, and I think by anyone's admission, he looked out of touch with the first grade like side he looked like out there he didn't look comfortable didn't wasn't aggressive didn't get the ball but like 
now and only probably the back end of this season. Like he, well, he wasn't selected for pretty much the first half, um, and got got picked on form and he's been looking dominant. Five tries, five tries, four tries. Yeah, four or five. Four or five tries. A large number for an edge back rower. That's only played maybe eleven games this season. Um, so his, his strike rates, like it's it's not just a flash in the pan as far as like someone that's you know finding himself scoring lots of points. He's all his tries have been, you know, aggressive and different. Some from far out, some right on the line. He's uh, yeah, he's he's he epitomizes the, like how far this night side's improving because now they've gone from this where you know we're not prepared, we're getting beaten by the sharks by sixty, um, you know, and they're just running through us to now putting like the the, the lines he was running against Brad Takarangi last night. Uh, who's you know a remarkable player and a big, a big body, solid big, defender. Yeah, like he, he was, he was just playing well, and he's been looking like that for. I hope we retain him because absolutely. He's, and he's a Newcastle boy. He's come right through the systems. Uh, played for South uh, South Newcastle as his uh, home club. Actually went back there. Um, I was reading on the weekend uh, to I think last year, or the year before, went back to his club side to sort of oh, find some, find some form. Oh, good, good, good. That's good. Now keeping an eye out on night signings for next year. Tautau Moga. Against the Sharks, he was huge. He ran, he scored two tries, ran for 200 metres. Mm. He's just turning into this really dominant, big-bodied centre that he's always had the position to be. So I think that he's a really good signing. He came into the season not playing great, but I think a year under Wayne Bennett has, by the time he comes to the Knights, a year under Wayne Bennett will have worked wonders for him. It seems like he's really becoming this, you know, the destructive, hard-running centre that a guy of his size should be. Yeah, uh it's exciting to watch him, even though I think we had the same uh, discussion to how after the Knights game, all other NRL games it was are just terrible. I, I tried watching it. I watched 15 minutes of it and I said, I don't care. Oh, I don't care about this game. I don't care about any game. No game will... Nothing compares to you. I used up all my excitement in the, in the yeah. Knights game. I was juiced. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just... You know, I already spun the orange three times and there was just nothing left but no. but pulp and that <laughs> and the and the white stuff in the orange. What's that called? Pip? No. Cocaine. Cocaine, that's what's called. <laughs> that's in the uh halftime oranges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Moga was great and I think he's gonna be a very, very good signing. Yeah, look it's it's uh, but also another potential signing uh, that we've been talking about uh for a long time. James Maloney, did you see his game? Again, bits of it. Didn't really give a shit. Made I think in the first half. He had um, issues though. Yeah, lots. Um, lots of issues. He in the first half missed seven tackles, attempted ten, missed seven. Coming back with a broken hand, um, he's like he's got one of the higher missed tackle rates in the comp. Um, but he also gets targeted as well. Not a big body, um, but I don't know. He looked down on confidence and just just out of touch last well, night. That's like, it. I feel like they may have rushed him back to get him back into the team because they're having some injury problems at the moment and maybe should have waited on his hand a bit more. And uh, yeah, like you said, missed tackles, but usually he makes up for those missed tackles with great off the ball efforts. And, you know, just like, he's just a successful player. Success follows him. Yeah. So he's got those missed tackles in his game. He Here's a question. That yep. happens, but usually he can rally the team around him. Would you, like in, in Brock's recent, you know, form sort of spike, if you will, and um, Maloney looking, you know, coming off an injury, 31 next year. Would you rather see Maloney come into the side at, for the for for the spot of Brock Lamb, which it would be, um, assuming that Connor Watson will get first dibs on the um, on the on the five eight jersey, um, or would you prefer just to to stick with behind Brock and see where it goes? Oh, I'm on Team Lamb. Team Lamb. Yeah, absolutely, 100. percent I'm on Team Lamb. 
Go ahead, bye bye, black sheep. Oh, <laughs> have you have any wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thrice bags full, three bags full of wins. It's um, and wool. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm the same. I don't like. I've, I was. I think the whole season we're like looking for these players to fix, but then in itself, they were inside us all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bloody nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Other signing news though. Adam Blair meeting with the club today. Today we're led to believe. So yes. this seems to be quite serious now. I think the what's the the team from Brisbane across the creek, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. They're offering <laughs> like, like, two and a half million over three years or four million over four. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. So they're offering him a lot of money. Also, I read and I was a little bit worried because uh, this might be just because I'm so Knights focused and I just think everything is about the Knights. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, well, it's true. Um, they, they said the Warriors were making a big play for uh, for Adam Blair and if they don't get him, they're going to make a play for This is what they wrote. They said, it's just a rumour. Uh, much younger Ford who's informed that only has a year left in his contract. I'm pretty sure that's one of the Safidi boys, surely. Yes. Now, you mentioned this to me during the game and that worries me, Nagy. But the thing that, you know, kind of... What's the opposite of worry? Fixes. That fixes the worry for me. <laughs> why the hell would you go to the Warriors? Yeah. Seriously. For money. And like, That's why you go there. For money. Oh, God. But it's New Zealand dollars. It's not a strong currency. <laughs> you can imagine to get it over there and it's like just you've been paid in New Zealand dollars and it's like... Yeah, you know, I mean... But you can live like a king over there for... For, for five, pence a for week. pence, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's a lot so of money yes, to them. Look, if, if a player is greedy, maybe they go there, but... With what Stephen Carney's doing there, at the, or not doing there at the moment. Carney. Like you, sure th- you call him Carney every Kearney. week. Yeah, because I went to high school with Jacob Carney. It was spelt the same. So <laughs> Maybe it is Carney. I mean, I'll be no, no, it's, it's definitely Kearney. Kearney. Everyone, all the all the pundits, all the people who know these things, they call him Stephen Kearney. So. But I don't know. I don't know why you go to the Warriors. They suck, and they're not getting any better. So stick with the Safs. Yeah, hopefully. We need the Safs. Well, but both. yeah, no, also Adam Blair, obviously meeting with the club today. Big deal. Yeah, big, huge. Big deal. Now, the sack. Yeah. What's Obviously, with we're a bit early this week, so the sack's not quite as full as it usually is, so we might have to loop back, do some more pointy end after this. But let's cover hey, this and we'll see what happens. See what now, Jerkins McJerkins, yeah. avid listener of the show, dear friend of ours, uh, question for the mailbag. Should West Leagues build a Fanny-style nightclub so the boys have somewhere to hang out? Well, we spoke about this um, previously, that that West Leagues had the Taranga Lounge. The Taranga Lounge, which, yeah. Which, um, when I was recently still working there, they had people still asking about it. And the thing hadn't been open in about nine years. But people... Um, <laughs> we have long memories. People um, still, yeah, were asking, like, oh, where's that, that nightclub place? Because apparently it was just, like, this cesspool of, like, older people. Uh, just, yeah, like, older women, I think, also, like... So basically what the exchange was up until about a year ago. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, the old cougar town. Yeah, yeah. You go, go on safari. They used to call it. <laughs> go cougar hunting. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So th- I, th- I think there's definitely room. There's definitely a market there. Um, <clears throat> maybe deck it out like the old fannies. Maybe spray some you know some light adhesive on the carpet, um, and and just to you know and maybe have that sort of damp smell. Just like just, uh, fill a couple of spray bottles with urine and kind of spritz it around, around the place. Around, you know, just mm. on your socks. and. But I think it's a great idea because when you look at the most successful era of the Knights, they were a very social side. Yeah. They got out. They had a bit of fun. They basically kept fannies open. They ba- Yeah. They and were they were paying fannies to remain open. There was a lot of times there. I remember they and they, they used to be like, the fannies would shut and kick everyone out and then they would have a lock-in too. Like, yeah. God knows what happened to the lock-in. So I think the golden era of the Knights was based on a very successful, you know, 
bit of misbehaviour oh, at yeah. Newcastle's various licensed venues. This might be also why we haven't seen a grand final from the Knights in 16 years. But... Good point, Aggie. <laughs> or touche. Yes. Because I also point. feel like we didn't actually stop celebrating from the 2001 grand final until about, I don't know, today. 06 maybe. <laughs> Probably today. <laughs> We're still covering it today. We're so. still talking about it today. Clearly we've held on to it. Next question. Now, I think we covered this question last week, but it had a hypothetical. Mm. And the hypothetical has been answered in emphatic fashion. Kelly Wilson. Kelly Wilson, we're readdressing a question following on from last week's question, which was a question the week before. Right. So we've got a whole big question I'll chain go on here cross going on. You're gonna have to <laughs> If the unthinkable should happen this week, start thinking, Wilson, it happened. It's thinkable. And the Knights notch a three-peat against the Eels. Are we at successful yet? He says this with thoughts and goals. Shot around pre. I don't know what he's talking about there. I don't know. Thoughts and goals around preseason have these succeeded? Yeah, look, it's it's definitely from the start of the season. Um, if you say, look, you're going to win, how many games we won? Five. 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 Um, Cinco. <laughs> if we'd won, if we're like, oh, you're going to win five games this year, you'd be like, oh, that sucks. I would have laughed you out of the room. Yeah, but like it's, but it, considering we're look, we're finishing the table. <clears throat> This, this season, which finishes though much better, much stronger than we well, started. Well, not last. <coughs> what well, the moment we're not. At the moment. The Tigers haven't played <laughs> the yet. The Tigers lose by more than one point. We're off the bottom. As we discussed, they have to lose by more than one point because if they don't lose by more than one point, like by less than one point, they didn't lose. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, just, yeah, that's just maths. Yes, it's just maths. Science. Yes. Science brains. Now um, We have them, but, but yes. We spoke about um, when there was eight rounds to go. Uh, and we said if we can win three of our last eight, we'd be satisfied with that. And now we've won three in the last eight. And I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want more. I want more. We've got a couple of bogey sides coming up too. We've got the Storm this week at home, which we have beaten fairly recently. They're not unbeatable. Um, and they don't like playing the Knights because I think we're a little bit, you know, at the, we play much much more structured than we than we used to. Um, but yeah, when, when a side that's got nothing to lose and a whole lot to gain... And I think we'll get fifteen. We're like that strong. pugnacious underdog. Mm, mm. The only my only concern is, but then we got Cam- our, our previous successes against Melbourne have been in Melbourne. We, we've become a bit of a bogey well, we, team we, for them down there. Like, we we beat Gidley's famous goal on full time to win when we were down with four we minutes did that to home. go. That was at home, wasn't it? At Amy Park? No, with um, <gasps> with uh, that's even better. The hooker from from Brisbane, um, Travis Waddell. Yes, um, did that wonderful one on one strip to score. I forgot we didn't do hats back on. Oh, did, yeah, no, it cancelled it. I cancelled it. <laughs> Unanimous you? decision. I thought, because uh, it reminds me, because uh, we're going to do um, Joe Wardle. Oh, yeah, no, he was pretty average. Did nothing, did he? That's all right. That's all right. Doing nothing in a winning he side. He did enough. Uh, he did enough for the, the side yeah. to do well. He didn't get involved and ruin things. No, <laughs> which is good. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, the Yeah, Travis Waddell uh, stealing the ball off Billy Slater and going mm. over and then scoring the corner in the final minute and watching Craig Bellamy absolutely go ballistic in the box. <laughs> that man sees red. I can see why those players play so hard for him because they're just scared of him. He'd kill you. He's a scary guy. He would absolutely murder you. It's terrible. And but goes, uh, what, what, what's in the sack there, Liam? Oh, that's the sack. That's the sack. Sack's <laughs> covered. That was a good sack. <laughs> the sack double. Kelly, if you want to follow up this question with another question next week, I'm excited to keep this question train going. Now, Liam. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know that you like to... Dig around in the past. I adore it. But uh, I'm not sure if you've dug around in the past today. No, you, I haven't. Do you have anything prepared? I thought you were doing it. No. <laughs> oh. All right. Blast from the past. We'll do Billy Peden. This is going to be a serious one because I want to have a bit of you know, a bit of seriousness in... Uh, I'm sorry. Are they, have, have they not been serious 
previously? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, serious, yes. But oh, this one's serious like a heart attack. Because I'm going back, you know, Bill Peden, classic Night Stallwood. He was born in Cessnock, so he's a good local Didn't boy. did we do Billy Peden before? No, no, no. Didn't, wasn't it Billy Peden and his boots? <laughs> did we? Oh, well, we're, we're covering it again, and I'm making it serious <laughs> this time. Billy didn't pee in his boots. Because this is one of the club greats. He played 190 games for the Knights. He scored 42 tries in that year. In that many, many years. He can't mm. play 190 games in one year. Not He's anymore. also, he was a goal-kicking um, forward, which many people forget. He kicked 35 goals in his career, which mm. I think is a testament to his ability. You know, he played uh, lock, played a bit of hooker as well. So he's a very multi-talented guy. And... Uh, yeah, he was just a great member he, of the club. Well, and it, on the back of his two tries in 2001, you got to call him a club legend. Yeah, well, he is. But he's also often forgotten about too. Often yeah. forgotten about, which yeah. is a damn shame, which is why I wanted to discuss a bit of Billy Peden this week because he was, you know, absolutely just the, one of the hearts and souls of that team for mm. the successful years. He won 97, won 2001, and he started in 94, played through till 2002. That's a hell of a good career. That's a, Yeah, he picked a good window he there. He did. He picked a really good window to be born in Cessnock. But and yeah, he's no, a Cessnock boy as well. That's a, that's yeah, a good nice. local boy. What are they putting the water out there? Um, oh, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. It's it's, <laughs> it's like Taree. They, they, this unearthed seven, it's like rugby yeah, league talent up there. It's amazing. I only found out the Barney's from Taree. Explains the tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Sorry about the uh, the more serious blast from the past, but uh, I'm we'll, not sorry. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, actually, mm, I'll be back next week, and Liam's might not be. No comment. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll fill you in, but it's gonna be a very exciting jazz next week. Please uh, join us on there. Also, keep an eye out for our Twitter handle, the Joust. 1988. Yeah, 1988. Uh, as well as uh, we'll be on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please like us on Facebook as well. All the social pipes. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Liam, uh, on this daytime jest. Thank you for saying. Don't go back to yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Justice. Catch you next week. Who's gonna-